0: Hey, Brian. Hey, Rick. Shooter McGavin here on a Masters Weekend Day
1: 2. Wow. So I heard your From the Tips podcast is kind of badass. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of from the tips it is me, your boy brian always joined by my fantastic co-host rick landis how we doing good buddy what's so, up um yeah i'm actually pretty awake
0: right now because i took a nap after work um nice planning on being up until 11 30 to watch the phillies game um but that doesn't who happen who listening anymore. in real time which is none of you uh the game did just get postponed so now i'm just here uh ready to go uh all juiced up and nowhere to go, and but, <laughs> oh, nowhere to be but home.
1: Uh, well, I mean, I don't know how long trick or treaters are out for nowadays, but uh, you know, you might need to stay up for to deal with them. With they the might be up home. later.
0: I don't know because the Phillies game's off now, so the parents
1: aren't going to be in a rush to get home. But it's also supposed to rain, which is why the game got canceled. So indeed, uh, it's supposed to pretty much rain all night. So that's why the game ended up getting postponed. Uh, for those of you, you know, listening in real time. <laughs> Which again is none of you. <laughs> which, again, is none of you. Um, yeah, that kind of frees up my night to I don't even know what I'm gonna do uh-huh. with the rest of my evening because where I live, I mean, I guess I mean, where I live is we're not getting trick or treaters. There's no no street lights, no sidewalk. Yeah, it's just dangerous. Don't come trick or treating in my area. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, at this point, it's it's I just I know that tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm not getting any sleep. No. Yeah. So I might as well get what I can tonight in preparation for the next three nights. The only thing that stinks is I took a nap instead of going to the gym
1: because
0: mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be awake later and I didn't want to be extra tired. Right. I'm going to be missing the gym for the entire week instead of
1: for. I, I mean, you could you could rep out. So well, what was today? It was supposed to be back. OK, that's kind of hard to do. Yeah. I mean, okay, so what you do is you take your, your washing machine and just do some overhead presses. So here's the thing. Rip those uh, out.
0: One, that's that's not too much uh, back-related uh, as far as an exercise. Yeah, part. but your shoulders are going to look incredible. <laughs> and uh, two, we just got a, a new refurbished washer, so that's going to be a no-go because
1: <laughs> that was more money than I wanted to spend. So... Dude, they the, the one thing like everybody tells you about it when it comes to like owning a home and you're like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, I I get yeah. it, I get it. And then and then it happens where like things either break or you need yeah. something for the house and you're like, it's how much money now? Exactly. You exactly. Say? Yep, you're like, what? <laughs> like I know you warned me, but like I more of a warning like,
0: would have been good. I'm just like dreading the the minute
1: we have to pay for more oil. Oh, my gosh, yes. I just heard the bill amount for uh, Ellie's parents' mm-hmm. oil. Yeah, the people That's that like- lived
0: here before us that mm-hmm. sold us the house just filled it up before they left. And my they God. said it was like $800.
1: Yeah, theirs was like over a 1000 It's crazy. It's nuts. Just for some oil? It really makes you think about, okay, I get why people are like, oh, like, we won't turn the heat on until we absolutely have to. Uh-huh. Like, we don't I mean, wash I, our I, hands I... with warm water. I haven't had the heat on for a full day yet. We don't need it yet. It's not even that cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It, there's no need. To, for those of you that have your heaters on already, you know, buck up. Okay. This is yeah. this is what. I turn
0: it on sometimes in the morning
1: when I get up, but then Gina just turns it off when she wakes up. The the cold floor wakes you up. Like if you go sockless on hardwood and it's and it's cold, it wakes you up. It does, it except
0: for I don't want to be awake, so it's like. That's true. want to be warm. Oh, I just got the update about the postponed game.
1: Uh, There we go. Matchup pushed to Tuesday due to rain. Not going back to Houston. Uh, Okay, here we go with the revised schedule. This might tell us about our our game. Oh, for those of you who don't know, From the Tips is taking on World Series Game 5. We are going to that one. Oh, Uh, yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully we find a way home. I don't I don't know. <laughs> it's, gonna be, it's gonna be something. Uh yeah, so Tuesday is game four. Tuesday would be three. No, so it will now be played on okay, yeah. Game four is Wednesday. Game five is Thursday. So our tickets move to Thursday because we have game five tickets. We bought the game, not the day. Yes. There we go. All right. So changes that schedule, but that's fine. It changes nothing. What I like about this 8.03 start time thing is this can happen and change literally nothing. Like I don't got to take off work. I don't got to do everything that we had to do for the for the NLDS game. All that jazz because it's just time doesn't change. and It's 8 p.m. Only Mm -hmm. problem is when that game ends it's like midnight.
0: So so I will probably be taking off work. (laughs) So there's that.
1: But you know, taking off Friday is is always better than taking off Thursday. I mean, then, I worked.
0: Yeah, Wednesday, I worked Saturday, Saturday weekend. this weekend, so like I, I kind of deserve this.
1: Hey, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to New York tomorrow for work. I deserve this. Okay, <laughs> I have to drive there too. I have to drive a rented van into the city in the morning. In the morning. Ugh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. One p.m. Beautiful <laughs> thing. Yeah. Thank God the show's not until six. Um. But. We're looking forward to this week, obviously, as Philadelphia Phillies fans. And for any baseball fans that just likes to watch good baseball, they're also looking forward to this week. What else, Rick, do we have to look forward to this week? Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on from the looks of it.
0: Um, first of all, probably should have started with this, but happy late Halloween to everybody Yes, um, We're recording on Halloween um, right now, so I've already had more candy tonight than I've had in the past year and a half uh pretty much where i'm at well it is halloween you're you're yeah allowed. yeah exactly so november 1st we're there um christmas music has officially begun on philly's uh-huh. radio station b101 i won't be listening until after thanksgiving it's just my personal preference because that's the, the right way, way to do it but you do you uh it's also national Calzone zone day which i'm i'm all here for uh that that i will be celebrating before thanksgiving uh national cinnamon day big fan of cinnamon Anything cinnamon cinnamon sticks, uh, french toast, cinnamon buns, all good cinnamon stuff. It's also National Deep-Fried Clams Day, which I don't think I've ever had, but I would not be opposed to trying.
1: I'm not big on clams, but if you deep-fry it, I might be in. For me, it's the sliminess that yeah, I just, It feels are
0: delicious.
1: It doesn't uh, feel like uh, mucus to you? No oh god it just it, i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> 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 that's, that's, how, that's how it is it, it just feels like you're swallowing mucus which is just not a fun time Stuff. i don't think by the way i think this is a thing
0: sorry to anybody who has that that weird thing where you gag if somebody else gags oh I,
1: we are so sorry yeah it's i bad. totally
0: forgot that that might be a thing for people i forget who had that someone we knew had that
1: John, if you're listening with baby JC and he accidentally just threw up because he heard those noises, I am so sorry <laughs> that you have to clean that up now.
0: Um, November second, we have National Deviled Egg Day, which is huge because I like eggs. love deviled eggs, man. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, Ohio Day, but no one cares about Ohio. Oh, wait, uh, November Ohio. November third, we have National Sandwich
1: Day. What a day! Always down for a good sandwich. I, I mean, sandwiches arguably are one of those foods where, like, if somebody asks you what food could you eat for the rest of your like only eat for the rest of your life, what
0: food like type? Yeah, kind yes. of sandwiches.
1: Yeah. Easy answer for me. There's just Easy so many answer. options.
0: So many. Uh, it's also National Men Make Dinner Day. Apparently, in parentheses, it says must cook, no barbecue allowed. What? Uh, it's apparently always the first Thursday in November. No barbecue allowed. Yeah, I mean, that counts as cooking, if you ask me. But whatever. Thank you. Yeah, like, also, it's
1: delicious. Why? Um,
0: yeah, I don't know. That's rude. I don't rules. That's rude. I don't make the rules. Uh, November 4th, we have National Candy Day. Not really sure why that's on the 4th and not the 31st of October or whatever. Uh, it's also uh, National
1: Chicken Lady Day, which I'm not really sure what that is. What what what, what was today. the other one that we had to address? It was like Chicken Boy. What was that? Remember yeah, that? Yeah, like Chicken Boy or something. Right, what is this? What's... National Chicken Lady Day. Let's figure right, out this out. What's going on there? National Chicken Lady Day on November 4th annually honors Dr. Marthenia Tina Dupree. For 12 years, Dr. Dupree worked for the second largest chicken restaurant in the world as the Director of Community Relations and Training. Well, that's lame. What? We don't, we don't need a whole day for that. That makes no sense. It's yeah. a whole day we do not need a whole day for that. Good enough.
0: Um and then the only other thing that I was not aware was coming up uh apparently daylight savings time is ending on Sunday. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that's that's just something to keep in mind. Um is it we lose or we
1: gain fall back so we gain. So we gain an hour. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, got to love that. On the weekend too? <laughs> easy money light work yeah until we wake up at 7 a.m instead of 8 a.m naturally it's like oh great (laughs) (laughs) really making the most of that extra hour i guess (laughs) so yeah that's that's the only thing of note
0: uh for the weekend just just so everyone's aware but yeah that's it that's what we got going
1: all right days of the week addressed time for your fantasy update with from the tips Rick, how you doing? How's uh, the dynasty team? Are you still in the rebuilding era? Are you still absolutely destroying these twelve-year-olds? Listen,
0: honestly, I don't even know where I'm at at this point in my dynasty league. I I keep thinking I'm in a rebuilding era, and then like this week, uh, I'm I'm facing Zach Weed, and he has, Weed. Joe, he has Joe Mixon and Evan McPherson to play both on the Bengals. For those that don't know, uh, but I'm currently beating him one ninety to one seventeen. So oh that's God. pretty much wrapped up. Um, I started DJ Moore and Deontay Foreman uh, both on the Panthers this week, which was kind of bold of me. Very I'm bold now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they combine for over 50 points. Uh, But yeah, we're, we're just kind of chugging along. I, it's looking like I'm going to get kind of a mid round pick next year, which isn't great because I'm trading away all of my good players to try to get out of the, the point of winning games and then i just pick up other guys that win games
1: every it's, time it's a vicious cycle it's hard to build
0: like, it's hard i'm not just gonna like give up completely you know what right I mean? i'm gonna pick up guys that i think might help me in the future and then those guys just do really well um yeah as far as the the league with the uh 12 year olds uh not checking my lineup is really starting to come back to bite me
1: (laughs) well we're in the bye
0: weeks now so that's that's a different territory i had uh two guys on the bye week uh yeah i mean my team overall just didn't do that great this week but i definitely would have switched some people out if i if i looked but it's whatever
1: um take your first l are you no longer undefeated yeah this is
0: this is gonna be my first l um, But I got no money invested in this. Like I said, I haven't checked yeah. my lineup even once. So seven and one is not too
1: bad. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Seven and one for never changing your lineup. And the only reason you lost is because bye weeks. Yeah. I think you'll be all right. I yeah. Think be all right. So where are you at? Uh, for me, this week was really interesting because obviously my quarterback, um, um, Justin Herbert, who, you know, Herbo fully loaded. He's the team's namesake. He had a bye week. Uh, so I had to start Derek Carr. Uh, oh, for those of you that don't know. <laughs> Derek Carr
0: sucks this year.
1: <laughs> Derek Carr got 2.94 points.
0: <laughs> right. The Raiders right. got shut out by the New Orleans Saints.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. that shows you what kind of week he had. <laughs> My dude's stat line read, and I quote, 101 passing yards, an interception, a rush attempt for negative one yards. It doesn't get much better at the quarterback position than (laughs) what Derek Carr was able to pull off, right? Uh, However, right, I had Devontae Devontae Smith. He was supposed to know he was going to have a big week, right? They do not have a good pass defense, you know? Um, They don't, and it shows. However, it's just Jalen Hurts decided to choose the wrong target. Uh, and by the wrong target I mean definitely the right one. The man is a machine. Keep feeding him the ball. But Devontae Smith only gets 7.3 points, right? Did you see his tweet this morning? Yeah, he was it's about like the, the drug the test. Stat. This is not random.
0: <laughs> Roger. <laughs> the, long, the elongated Roger is what got me.
1: It's so good. Right? It's Roger. This is not random. <laughs> he did bully those those. Cool, those second that secondary though he just I mean he ran the same route twice and he just mossed two defenders twice so. and they just bounced <laughs> off of him <laughs> so good uh okay so that's two starters so far not great right so basically you chalk this week up to a loss however I had Jalen Waddle 30 always points a good always a good choice had Alvin Kamara 42 points future eagle had Troy Pollard 33 points Oh Tony Pollard, yeah. Tony, sorry, not Troy. Tony, uh, yeah. Troy, uh, Tony Pollard had George Kittle, thirteen points. <laughs> and I player had, player. and I had Jerry Judy, with eighteen points. I ended up scoring hundred and fifty-eight points, with my quarterback getting two, <laughs> and one of my receivers getting seven. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It was a lot of fun checking this because I just. I immediately saw Derek Carr's number and like, didn't even scroll down. I was like, nah, that's, that's, that's all she wrote. And I just locked my phone and put it down. (laughs) I looked at the score up top and I was like, hold on.
0: (laughs) Just, just for a really funny reference here, Derek Carr was like touted as being one of the best quarterbacks going into this year. I have four quarterbacks in my dynasty league. Would you like to hear them? I would love to Sam Ellinger, Taylor Heineke, Zach Wilson and Russell Wilson. Every single one of them scored at least 10 more points than Derek Gardner this
1: week. <laughs> you know, I kind of feel bad for Taylor Heineke. I think it's a bad rap. I think he's a good quarterback. Just on a really bad team. He's got some fire in him. That's where he, that's where he makes his money. Yeah. You, know, you play for the commanders, man. Like, this is not a good team to be this on. Um, but... That's the fantasy update. Uh, I'm supposed to win. They have Hayden Hurst to go tonight, um, but they they need to score over 16 points to beat me. So well, we kind of need Hayden Hurst to have a low night. Uh, really, just feed the the wide receivers, Joe. Feed, feed the wide Jamar. receivers. Feed Jamar. Jamar's hurt, my man. Four to, oh uh, yeah, four to six weeks, hurt. I believe. Yeah, it's a tough look for my receiver core. <laughs> <laughs> Not great. Not great because, you know, I got Devontae Smith and Jerry Judy. Huzzah. (laughs) Um, I I like Devontae Smith. It's just when there's an A.J. Brown in the offense, it's hard to get targets.
0: Well, the problem is he picks one every game. Every game. It's tough to know when your guy's going to go off. You just have to start him because any week could be the week that he's the one.
1: Because some weeks he gets like 40 points and you're like, I benched you. Why? It's tough. And like AJ Brown has like two points. And it's like, oh, you clearly picked your dude today. Yeah, exactly. Um hot but hand. Yeah, had the hot hand. Uh, you know who's got the hot hand right now? Anyone from the continent of Ireland. <laughs> if you're a golfer and you're from the continent of Ireland, boy, I'll tell you what. Go pro. Go pro go, right now. go pro immediately. Because not only has Rory won uh this early in the season, but so has Seamus Power. Uh, one of our Favorite Irish guys on the tour, along with Shane Lowry. Uh, shout out to Shane Lowry and the Srixon boys boys. Um, but Seamus Power getting the W in Bermuda. Talk about a great place to get a win. Just a gorgeous place there in Bermuda. Uh, holding off Thomas Dietry and Patrick Rogers. Those are some names. I'll tell you what. Uh, at 19 under. Uh, on the tournament, he went 65-65-65-70. If he just went full slate of sixty fives, uh, that that is a week. Oh, yeah. It's a week of golf out of Seamus Power. I think my favorite part about you know kind of like reading about how he got his win and everything like that is uh every time they asked him a question about like you know this is your second win on tour, like how do you feel? You know you you turned pro in two thousand eleven. You spent five years on mini tours in the Corn Ferry Tour. And you finally get, you know, your second win in the PGA Tour, like your one win wasn't just a, a fluke or something like that. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think like that you would win? And he was like, he literally said, uh, if I had thought for a second I wasn't going to win, I would have stopped. And I was like that. Yeah. Yes. Night drop. That That's exactly. And that's the kind of confidence so many of these young golfers have coming into this thing is they just all think they're going to win, which is incredible. Yeah. But you know what else is a little bit incredible? The more digging I did on Seamus Power. There is this college uh, in Tennessee. I believe it is. Yes, East Tennessee State. uh, That apparently, again, if you're a golfer from the, uh, I guess not continent, it would be the island of Ireland. If you are a golfer from Ireland, you're probably going to this college if you're going to come stateside. Because not only did Seamus Power go there, but none other than the one that I have already mentioned. Rory McElroy went to East Tennessee State University. Um, absent, I don't know what it is. I mean, now they do have a coach who is Irish. Um, what is his name? It was here just a moment ago. Um, Nelson, I think his last name's Nelson. You would think I'd have this stuff highlighted <laughs> instead of just looking endlessly at words that I still can't quite put together. Um yeah they have an Irish coach now. Um but they didn't when Rory was there. Uh but I love that this is just a thing that is this this weird connection between East Tennessee State and Ireland if yeah. you're a golfer. Yeah. Very niche. <laughs> I don't even know what is the mascot the Buccaneers East Tennessee State the bucks i'll tell you what is e- it like a S- S- or
0: like a, a deer
1: no like a buccaneer like i believe like a pirate
0: oh
1: okay a pirate yes they Yes, uh yeah so it's oh, like a pirate uh yeah east tennessee state university apparently really good at golf won the national title when rory was with the team uh was in the national championship uh twice when seamus power was on the team this is one of those things I just love learning about, like college golf and how it has this weird way of shaping the PGA Tour. Like, like for example, how many guys played at Arizona State? You know, you have John Rahm yeah. played at Arizona State. Um, well, uh, Pat Perez played at Arizona State. I think a bunch of other guys played at Arizona State, and then um, Oklahoma State. Victor Hovland. Like all these colleges just breed a lot of PGA Tour talent that you see nowadays. And I think that's something definitely cool to kind of, uh, you know, note as we move forward with this absolute youth movement on the PGA Tour. A lot of these guys played college golf, played NCAA Division One golf, and not even always Division I golf, but Division II golf. Um, but that's the kind of the story behind Seamus Power. Now, the way he was able to win this tournament in Bermuda was what I would call up until Sunday just, I don't want to say a roller coaster but it's hard to find consistency in what he was doing um you know had a bunch of bogeys just riddled throughout the tournament um the back nine of day 1 uh kind of struggled a little bit but definitely had his fair share of birdies but on day 3 on the 13th hole coming out hot with a with a 5 on a par 3 and still shot a 65 wild if he just parred that hole he shoots a 63 on saturday and just has an absolute clutch of the lead going into sunday but i think uh, you know looking at his card from sunday uh the front nine he pretty much had a lockdown but then four bogeys on the back nine is he not the way you, yeah he was kind of giving it away there for a bit at the end uh ended up bogeying 18 uh and just kind of got lucky that um Dimit- uh, dimitri right no thomas uh detry Uh, didn't uh, birdie the 18th because he was it was close. It was definitely close, Um, but good for Seamus power famously what did i say on an episode past something about his dad that was just totally out of my ass oh that his dad was the owner of like power home remodeling or something yeah (laughs) just completely out of my ass Um, look i first of all there was a chance that was gonna work there was a chance if it stuck i would have been amazed (laughs) i know i know sometimes just gotta throw it against the wall and see if it sticks um it did it didn't uh, but good for the Irishman getting it done, and you know, just to really uh, hammer down the the Irish bit here. Uh, the Dropkick Murphys, very famous uh, Irish folk band. Um, I by I think they're I don't know if they're from Ireland or if they're all from Boston. They all live in Boston now. Uh, but from their tour bus, decided to write a song about Sheamus Powers' win. That's amazing. It's just just so good um it it was it was to the tune of no nay never and for a lot of irish catholic people they know that song uh john if you listen to this episode which i know you do you know that you know no nay never you get it um but it was to that theme about seamus powers win and that's cool how did that get to the dropkick murphy's because a lot of me thinks they're not golf guys you know
0: (laughs) Uh, i mean part of me thinks no but at the same time like think about how many artists you hear that are like big into golf just because they travel everywhere and golf everywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, and they could be really big into golf. Uh, just not, not a band out attached to following the PGA tour, but it got to their tour bus that, Hey, Seamus power, got a W he's Irish. Let's sing about it. That's kind of stuff. (laughs) right there. I mean, mean like, it sounds like they need Roger Goodell over there. To do a... <laughs> I know it's it's Send out some
0: random tests,
1: <laughs> Roger. Not random,
0: and no, I, you I'm know, sure
1: I know we keep talking about you know the Rory McElroy Seamus Power thing, and I really didn't understand how many connections these two had until you know, kind of reading about where Seamus Power has come from and all that stuff. Um, But apparently, you know, Roy McElroy was pretty um, involved in Seamus Power turning pro. Uh, so when he when Roy McIlroy signed a letter of intent to play there in 2005, 2006, um, I believe he played what, like one year of college and then. Yeah, and then turned pro. Um, but he continued to come back to the university to like mentor some of the youth talent and apparently took Seamus kind of under his wing in a way, obviously he's Irish, Rory is Northern Irish. Uh, if they were, if they're able to get over their, um, religious differences and Brexit and all that jazz, for those of you that don't know what's going on there, there's YouTube videos about it. Um, but he kind of took him under his wing, uh, while he was there at ETSU and really kind of nurtured him into being the golfer that he was going to the national championships and then eventually graduating, turning pro in 2011 and making it through the corn fairy tour. Um, so that's something really cool to, to see that not only do we know Rory for being kind of this figure for all the, the players, like almost a representative in a way, but he's been doing it to even these kids that are coming in now, uh, which is just something really cool to, uh, to know about Rory and kind of, Solidify our ideas as to like kind of the person that he is. But congratulations to Sheamus Power on winning the Bermuda, moving him into fifth in the FedEx Cup points, which is uh, a good place to be early in the season. That's that is for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, in first, Keegan Bradley, weird. Uh, yeah. Tom Kim, legend in second, Max Homa in third, Mackenzie Hughes in fourth, and Sheamus Power in fifth. What is going on? On in the FedEx Cup standings, your top five. It's such a weird top five, but we knew that this is exactly what happens early yeah. season. It's you know your your big guys haven't started playing yet, and you know, they're they're, there's all out. that kind of stuff, and it'll all work itself out in the end there. Um, but that's that's the top five standings in the FedEx Cup playoffs right now, which is just a weird weird time to be alive. Uh even weirder time to be alive. You know who else played at the Bermuda? You know who else got got into the action? Who? None other than John Daly. Got in on the action at the Bermuda Championship. John Daly's Uh, not missing
0: out on a vacation?
1: God, no. He's going to (laughs) Bermuda any chance he gets. What do you mean? He was wearing his Hooters pants. You know, sponsored now. Um, He uh, shot a first round 71 and a second round 76 to miss the cut eventually, as comes as a shock to no one. But on the the first day, he was uh, plus one going into 18. And then uh, on the 18th hole, which was a 383 par four, um, it's the ninth hole, but it was his 18th of the day. Uh, he had this weird lie in the rough right off the fringe of the green. And his his caddy was like, yeah, putt it. And he was like, all right, cool. Makes an absolute bomb from the rough of a putt. Uh, and apparently the crowd just went absolutely ballistic uh, because, well, it's John Daly. Why would you not? Fair. <laughs> for the man to get, go- and that was for birdie. So the man goes even par on day one, seventy one. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't keep the good favor going and shot seventy six on the second day. But uh, this is the kind of stuff I love uh, when some of these guys get to come back on actual PGA Tour events. Yeah. Uh, do you ever think John Daly is going to play on the Champions Tour? Or do you think he's just going to keep doing this? I think he's going to keep doing this. I think he's just going to keep doing. I think. What I doing. think
0: if he goes on the Champions Tour, then he's going to consider himself old, and I don't think he wants to consider himself old.
1: Oh my God, no! You know he's sponsored by Hooters now.
0: Um, yeah, you can't be
1: on the Champions Tour being sponsored by Hooters. He beat cancer. Um, he, I, the dude's a legend, yeah, the absolute legend. Uh, and you know his son coming up through college at Arkansas now. If his son turns pro, gets his PGA tour card, if John Daly is not on his bag, I am suing. I need unless that. they're playing together. Okay, they can play together, sure. But I really want John Daly to be his caddy. Oh yeah. Cause I think watching those two just like back in like golf in the '80s, just smoking darts on the fairway, (laughs) just crushing beers, be great for the for great for the game of golf. It's gonna be incredible. You want you want a youth movement in golf? Boom! There it is. There it is. The Dailies. The his golf bag. Invite
0: John Daly Jr. and John Daly. To go play at the Wells – not the Wells Fargo, the uh, Waste Management. Oh, yeah. With the increased purse. Oh, yeah. And just let it happen.
1: You have to, right? You absolutely have to.
0: Because isn't his son going there? To what? The Waste Management? No. Oh, no, he's going to Arkansas. Yeah, here. he's in
1: Arkansas. He's I thought Arkansas. he – okay. I thought yeah. he – that's A's mixed up. Would you imagine going to <laughs> <Arizona> State? <laughs> All of his buddies, like if he got some sort of um sponsorship exemption to play in the waste management, uh-huh. all his buddies show up to the 16th hole <laughs> absolute mayhem. His bag is just it's an orange Hooters bag, <laughs> and that's probably what it's going to be. And he oh. just has a Hooters waitress on his bag, yes, absolutely. Ah, <laughs> uh, I can think of nothing better for the game of golf. I, I like that's. <laughs> You you want to yeah. remind people how classy of a sport you want to peak. Is. You want to peak as a sport. That's it. <laughs> that is, that is peaking. That I for some reason I really think the dailies are going to be somewhat integral to the future of golf. I don't know how. And I don't know if it's going to be necessarily a good thing, but I think will be there. Guarantee you, they'll be involved. They'll be a part of it for sure. They'll yeah. be a part of the future of golf for sure. Oh my God. He's got a waitress on the bed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It'd be like, they'd be like, you, you, you can't do that. He'd be like, I already did. Sorry. Uh,
1: yeah, I already did it. It's a bit late. Now. We were already off the first tee. I mean, we're she's my caddy now. <laughs> it has to, it has to be. Um, all righty, moving forward to the half of the episode that we really didn't want to have to do, but here we are. Uh, the live tour stuff. Uh the season came to an end this last week in uh in florida where were they were they in florida i don't remember yeah i don't remember either really not all that pertinent uh but dustin johnson and the four aces end up getting the team win uh for the season ending live golf team championship uh yes at trump national in florida so uh that that pays out to approximately um let's see here uh they ended up splitting 16 million dollars so dustin johnson on top of his 18 million that he uh won for the season long individual title finished with a grand total of 35.6 million in season earnings i said season earnings (laughs) that's one season of live golf which isn't even half of a season of pga golf he made probably just about as much as he has ever made on the tour, if not a little bit extra. Yeah. And that's on top of his guaranteed contract, which by the way is for, uh, what is it? A hundred billion. Something like that. I thought yeah. he said
0: for over 200.
1: Oh, he might be one of the two hundred billion guys. Yeah. So he's pretty much set for the rest of his life, much like a lot of these live golfers. Um, but now that uh, that has come to an end, right? You have, you have all that coming to an end, the live stuff. It's first season has come and gone. We've reacted to everything, so on and so forth. I think now is a time to kind of take take a step back and look at it as a whole, from how it came about to where it was to how it is going. How do you feel about the live golf experiment? Do you feel neutral about it? Do you not really care? Do you feel negative about it from its beginnings with Phil Mickelson saying all the dumb stuff he said Uh, to, you know, now we got lawsuits between PGA tour and live golf to uh live complaining about the, you know, the PGA not allowing them to play in majors to the official world golf rankings points to all the money. How do you feel about it as a fan of golf? Um, as a fan of golf,
0: I I don't really care. Right. Um, I don't want to harp on it because we've talked about it at length, about how we, f- we actually feel about the Live Tour. Uh, I will say, looking at it as a non-golf fan, it was obviously a success because they made it through a whole season and seemingly didn't have any issues. Mm-hmm. So I think it's safe to say they'll definitely be back for how long. I don't know um but being able to complete a full season being able to pay these guys out all the money that you said you would pay them out um i definitely think that they consider it and i would also consider it a success for them uh whether that's good for the game of golf or not i don't think we know that yet i don't think there is a way to know that yet um only time is going to tell on that one right but overall a success obviously and again i feel indifferent about it um, don't hate it, don't love it, just kind of doing my thing.
1: I would have to agree. Like, as a golf fan, I feel pretty neutral about it. Um, other than the lawsuits, I'm starting to get a little fed up with that. Yeah. Um, you're all millionaires. Just shut up. Yeah. Okay? Um, just because one is starting to kind of corner your market or, you know, what you, you thought could only be your market, it, that's not a thing. There, there's that's That's called a monopoly, and it's actually illegal um in the united states so uh you can't go doing that but either way um i don't know you have to i I agree with you you have to look at it as a success if you're live you made it through the whole season you were able to pay the players what you promised them you were going to pay um you got a lot of good players over there now you know like let's not forget they have cam smith who was the world number one yeah um and now from what you send sent me Uh, It looks like Liv is looking to add seven to 10 new players with three of them being from the world's top 15 for next season. It looks like Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay are being named and they want contracts done by the end of the year. Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley being two, you know, spearheads for the American sides of both the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup and the Olympic team. Patrick Cantlay being someone who's won the PGA Tour championship in the last two years. Xander Shoffley, who has a gold medal for the United States. What would this mean for the Live Tour, getting both of those guys?
0: Uh, sounds weird, but I think getting the U.S. gold medalist is probably the biggest. Right. Um, Just because it's like... Like, he's he's the guy for the U.S. right now. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's he is USA at the moment. Um, out. I mean, obviously, outside of the President's Cup and everything like that. But um, he's the gold medalist. So, getting the guy who represents USA Golf right now, basically, uh, I think would be the biggest one. Um, obviously, getting any of them is going to be a detriment to the PGA Tour and be huge for them. Uh, So I don't think they'll complain if they even get one of those guys and some smaller guys, but with seeing what happened, how much money they were able to dish out this year um, and what it seemed like seemingly was a success um, seeing all of that kind of put together. uh, I I find it hard to believe they won't get at least one or more of them.
1: Right. And like, I don't know if they're going to get both by any means. Um, but I get I guess there's a chance. I just don't see how that would that would end up happening though. Like cuz both of them have been you know verbally on the side of the PGA Tour. I don't know how they're throwing these names out there and nobody's like saying something, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I like but you got to think about it then at the same time
0: like at the same time, this happened before where these names were kind of thrown around and what did it miss once? Yeah. Like one time, they yeah. didn't get who they said they were going to get. Um, So, I mean, they're they're kind of working at a pretty, pretty high clip right now as far as getting who they want. And if these people are being rumored to be a part of that, if the source is reliable enough, I don't see any reason why um, as long as they can offer them enough money that they won't.
1: Yeah, I mean, it sucks, but money talks, and you know we've talked about it before, especially with Lib. But money does talk, and yeah. you really, you really have to start thinking: Does the PGA Tour need to start doing guaranteed contracts? I would hate to see it go down that route, but you really have to start thinking they might have to. I just don't
0: think they can afford it. I think that's the only problem with that.
1: I don't think they can either, because I mean, a lot of the purses they get for their events are also, you know, halfly, you know, half or more sponsored by the sponsoring company of that tour stop yeah i don't know if the tour itself has that kind of money to do guaranteed contracts because obviously they're not funded by an entire government you know they're a business
0: yeah and the other thing too is like it's like they've
1: they've been pretty
0: honest about the fact that they have reserves that they've already dug into for these four events that they're they're giving extended purses to right and it seems like it's going to be kind of a kind of a hit for them in a way um based on how much they have in reserves and how much they bring in every year and all that like you said most of the money that they get for these events and be able to pay the golfers is from the companies that are sponsoring them the rest is from ticket sales yeah so that's why some of the events have smaller purses because people don't want to go and if you start to try to copy this other event that isn't what you're trying to go for like part of the draw to the live tour, is how fun it is. Like people like watching the press conferences afterwards. Cause there's seven guys there and you can ask, they can ask whatever they want kind of thing. Like it's right. not as strict and uppity as the PGA tour is in aspects like that. So if you're the PGA tour and the only thing you try to copy is the money, it's not going to end well for you because you're starting to draw away from who you are as an organization And that's when the tour, the live tour is going to start to take over because people are going to be like, Oh, look, even the PGA tour thinks that the live tour is better because they're copying them.
1: And you, and you make a really good point about, you know, the fan experience that the live tour is able to provide. Um, It's, it's a different type of experience than what you're getting at a PGA tour structured event. Mm -hmm. And if, like you said, if the only thing the PGA tour is going to copy is the money you're not advancing your sport for the fan mm. at all. You're not doing anything to change that aspect that live has already changed. So that's something that the PGA Tour is going to, have to figure out because if they lose two guys like Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay, those are two main guys in the PGA Tour. Yeah, like have won on the PGA Tour, have won a couple of times on the PGA Tour, and, and internationally won a yeah. FedEx
0: Cup Championship in the case exactly of Patrick you lately. know your so, your biggest event that pays less than what dustin johnson makes like yeah exactly exactly so yes. it's not not a great look it's one of those things like i said we have no idea what's going on right now it's one of those things that only time's going to be able to tell um but the pga tour has got a lot of stuff to figure out and i don't know if i don't know if they're going to be able to
1: I don't know if they're going to be able to either, but obviously we'll find out because this live news is probably not going to stop anytime soon, Uh, especially now that it's the off season for live. They're going to look to make a huge splash. And I guess what would be considered their free agency time now. Yeah, Um, they're going to they're going to be looking to rob the PGA tour of as many players as they can. For sure. They're going to send out so many letters. And obviously this lawsuit's going to probably get uglier because of it. So mm-hmm. we'll be tracking it. We'll be doing our due diligence of giving you guys the news as much as we would like to not have to talk about the live golf tour. Uh, but here we are. We're, we're doing what we're supposed to do. We're golf podcast talking about golf news and whatnots. Um, all righty. Going forward, though, we got more PGA golf this week with the Mayakoba worldwide technology classic. <laughs> that is a mouthful. Um, the last time this was played, um, was in 2020. Um, so or no, not the last. No, that. So that's never mind. Um, so with this tournament, you're not getting your your main guys. This it's not one of those tournaments where you're going to yeah. be seeing a very high touted top five here in the power rankings. But we're going to do it anyways because it's what we do. Rick, I'm going to give you the top five in no specific order. And you know what to do with the rest of it. Here we go. Billy Horschel, Victor Hovland, Aaron Wise, Scotty Scheffler, and Tom Hoagie. I'm going to go
0: Hoagie, Wise, Horschel, Scheffler, and whoever was the last person. Hovland? Yeah, Hovland, five to one.
1: Man, you were so close. You got one wrong. <sighs> so then subsequently it would it would be two. Yeah. technically. But um, so it goes Tom Hoagie in fifth, Billy Horschel in ah. fourth, Aaron Wise in third, Scotty Scheffler, Victor Hoblin. I'm interested to see why Victor Hoblin's number one. I know that he won it a couple years back, but let's find out. Number five, Tom Hoagie. Um, his name will always make you hungry. He turned the page on his largely quiet second half of the 2021-2022 like a veteran already four for four this season, each going for a top 15 sixth on tour in greens regulation T3 at my two years ago. I mean, he's having one ripper of a beginning of the year. That's for sure. Uh-huh. Four for four on, on top twenties. That's nice. That's a nice way to start the year for Tom. Oh, yeah. uh, again, a guy that we could definitely, you know, pin and say he could take advantage of this early season uh, sure. lull in in the big talent playing. Uh, number four, Billy Horschel, the angriest man on a golf course, maybe ever. Uh, a horse for a course. Oh God! I want to throw my microphone. I I hate this. What? I hate this. That this is. Oh my God! What a terrible, terrible pun that so my bad. boy that my boy Rob wrote here. That's uh, so good. It's he put a horse, and then in parentheses, shul, the rest of his name, for a course. That's, that's. oh,
0: crazy. oh my. Who proofread that and told him that was a good idea?
1: I wonder if anybody proofreads these. <laughs> they just let him have full autonomy on how this goes. They gotta they start reigning him in if that, that's the <laughs> case, mean, because that's just not not okay. This is terrible. Um... After scattering three starts here earlier in his career, he's gone T-21, T-8, T-5, T-33 since 2018. In uh, in last three starts worldwide upon arrival, he's gone T-9, T-10, T-7. Another guy having won a hell of a beginning of the year. Um, I haven't seen him lose his cool quite yet this season, so that's an interesting change for Billy Horschel. He hasn't gone uh, breaking a club or throwing Maybe he's water. got it together. Maybe, maybe this is a guy who's finally matured a little bit. We're going to find out though. Uh, number three, Aaron wise, not a name you see often here in the top five, um, close call here in 2020 runner up by a shot, uh, punctuates three top 15s since 2018 dynamite from throughout 2022 latest evidence by a solo sixth at con Congaree, uh, in his last start. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys can benefit so much from this from this early season stuff. Uh, but here's the big two, number two and one. Uh, number two, Scotty Scheffler, obviously off to a rough start this year. We've highlighted that in some past episodes. Oh, not again. Oh, another pun? Come on. Um, although he's toying and toiling with a new putter, El Camaleon first rewards the approach game. And he's just fine in that department. Has he ever been nicknamed the chameleon? Has that ever happened? I've did never I missed something? That. I've never heard anyone refer to him as that. And then why would we him the Spanish version? What, where did that come from, Rob? I don't know. Called him El Chameleon, which I'm assuming means the chameleon. I didn't take Spanish in high school, but I'm assuming that's what that makes out to. And yes, this is Rob Bolton writing this. I just wanted to double check that we didn't have a new writer. No, it's Rob. Somehow he still has a job. How, like, not only have I never heard him be called the Chameleon ever, uh, but why do we go the Spanish route? I gotta know. I got like, Scott is not Hispanic. Like he no, no, he's from New Jersey. (laughs) Like, (laughs) okay, I mean, this makes no sense. Rob has clearly lost it. He continues to go on and say T18 in 2019 and a solo fourth in 2021 in two trips to this tournament. Um, Look, the the time is now for El Camelion to to turn this around. Um, Just because obviously it's still early in the year and he has time. But I feel like he's a golfer that really, um, you know, wants to gain momentum and kind of carry that through. Um, Oh, boy. What do you got for me? No, we're just stupid. Oh, what happened? <laughs> is that his nickname?
0: Did I miss no. that? No, this is this is just why we should do research before we come on the podcast. Uh, they will be playing in Riviera Maya, Mexico this week at El Cameleon Golf Course at Maya <laughs> Ah, <laughs> god, we're <laughs> stupid.
1: I gotta tell you, we are we are some type we, of dumb. We really
0: got to start doing research before. <laughs>
1: wow! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I think people uh, mostly come to our podcast for the vibes. Uh, well, they come for the golf stuff, but they stay for the vibes. They know we're not going to get everything right. And also that rant about why somebody would call Scotty Scheffler El Cameleon has now given him a new nickname as far as work. Concerned. Yeah, as
0: far as I'm concerned, Scotty is now El Cameleon.
1: And that, that's all. If he wins this week, forever will he be known. I'm getting a Scotty
0: Scheffler shirt that says El Chameleon. <laughs> With like a,
1: like a fake mustache. and uh-huh. like <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> you want the first from, from the tips merch run. That's on it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Because I guarantee you no one is talking about that or touching that statement because no one has ever thought about it like that. No one's been dumb enough to accidentally fuck around and find a nickname for somebody.
0: No, no one's as stupid as us. That's why people keep coming back.
1: <laughs> We're the dumbest. We James are. Power, his dad owns power. <laughs> Home and Holland, and Scotty
0: Shepard's <laughs> new nickname is El Camaleon. You will not get that at any other golf podcast.
1: We give you such niche content as exclusive far as golf.
0: content to from the tips. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's incredible. That's, That's honestly incredible. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah. Number two, El Camilio and the one the only Scotty Scheffler. Uh, number one, Victor Hovland. Uh, He's been the man at Mayakoba for two years and his form remains solid. So he deserves this perch in last eight rounds here. He's averaged 14 and a half greens in regulation per scoring average 65.63. Yeah. It stands to reason he's probably going to do pretty well at this tournament. There are just some guys that just really shine at specific tournaments. Um, You know, uh, what tournament Kevin Kisner? Is it the Dell match play? Yeah. Yeah. He always he always seems to find himself in the top ten at least at the Dell Match Play. There are just some guys that really dominate some different tournaments, and it looks like this might be the one for Victor Hovland. So let's find out if uh, you know any of these guys can catch up to him. You know specifically El Chameleon, Uh, See if anybody can really catch Victor Hovland's heat here at Mayakoba. Uh, And we haven't done this in a while, but to wrap up the episode, I have a two man scramble for us. Ooh. Aha. Uh-huh. Rick, Buddy, I have some fall trivia for you. I got oh, ten fall <laughs> trivia questions. Oh, um just because I figured we could do Halloween, but that that just feels like it's it's been done too much, you know, Let's do the entirety of the fall,
0: right? Okay, um, two questions before we get started. Uh-huh. Where did you get these questions from?
1: Um my coworker. Okay.
0: Is there a number that I should be aiming for to get right?
1: uh i got six out of ten so no so more than six okay. so you'd want to like beat six then if you're trying to best. compete against me yeah yeah and then and then in fact i have uh because they they did this too today i also have some baseball trivia that we can get into if you oh like. god but, uh, i'm not gonna do good with that. <laughs> uh but we got fun trivia here um, you know, nothing golf related, but have we ever done anything golf related than two man scramble? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, so let's get into a question. Number one In what direction do birds begin to migrate in autumn? South, yeah, boy, that's one easy. Uh, you say <laughs> that we start you off light, we start D-G- you off light, easy, brother. <laughs> start you off light. Uh, question two What month? Does daylight savings time end? This should be easy for you because we just heard about November, you. baby. There you go. <laughs> Look at this. Did huh? you get that one earlier? what? Did you get that one? I did. Yes, I oh, did. Okay. <laughs> uh, question number three. I would not, for the record, I would not have known that if I didn't just go over <laughs> the days of the week. Like I wouldn't either, but I oh, like we were we had this um, costume party this morning at work, and somebody was what talking about you? it. Uh, well, I was just Anakin, but you, uh, I have oh, a okay. costume, so I figured I wear it twice. Um, and somebody was talking about it, and I was like, "Oh, right, that's in November." So boom, when this came out, in the email chain had that one solid. <laughs> um, number three, I also got this one right. It's a multiple choice question, so here you go. Uh, the full moon closest to uh, uh the full moon closest to the autumn equinox is called what? A, autumn moon. B harvest moon c blood moon d full moon harvest moon nailed it Mm -hmm. three for three three for three out of the gate the man is on a mission right now (laughs) um this is where i got my first one wrong uh question number four legend has it that catching leaves in the fall brings good luck Is that a true or false question? true or false, I'm sorry. Okay, you didn't say that. (laughs) You said it as So incredibly (laughs) vague. (laughs) You'd be like, okay. Okay. (laughs) And? (laughs) (laughs) It's a true or false question, I'm sorry. (laughs)
0: 50-50. Catching leaves brings good luck. Uh, Based on the fact that I frequently get hit in the face with leaves- and don't seem to get any good luck. I'm going to say no.
1: See, I also said false. Apparently, we're wrong. Apparently, uh, legend has it uh, that if you run around and catch leaves, you'll have good luck. Uh, I don't know who is doing that for good luck. And I got to know if it works. Because uh, I haven't gone around and tried to catch leaves since I was a kid. And maybe I should change my ways.
0: Yeah. And being a kid, I I feel like I had a lot more good times. So maybe maybe that's well, what it the, is. Life
1: was definitely a lot more fun. When you know you didn't have to worry about money or a job mm-hmm. or any of that action. Yeah. Uh yeah, question right. so I got three out of four. Hey, three out of four. You're still doing good. Still, doing yeah, we're good. still going good. We're still going. Question number five, halfway point. Uh, which insect migrates from the United States to Mexico in the fall? No multiple choice. I got the, No, one. not wow. a multiple choice, unfortunately. Okay. Um, I thought it would this would be a multiple choice question. Apparently, other people thought this question was easy. I got it wrong. Um
0: I'm I'm between cicada and locust right now, but cicadas usually go underground, so I'm gonna have to go with locust. That would be incorrect. It is the monarch
1: butterfly, and then I definitely
0: die by the time they get to Mexico.
1: No, so apparently there's this whole like monarch butterfly like migration thing. Like they apparently they like migrate in this massive pack through like Hmm. the Midwest. I was like that'd be cool to see. Yeah. No one ever told me about that. Yeah, what the heck? I thought but but then again, no, nobody outside of New Jersey, like in the United States, knows what Mischief Night is. True. Uh, in Michigan, apparently they call it the Devil's Night, which is ten times creepier. Same concept, <laughs> apparently, but just really culty. Um, yeah. So that's just a very specific thing that we know. Um, but yes, monarch butterflies, they migrate from the United States to Mexico in the fall. Uh, mm-hmm. Question number six. You're now three for five. Which festival is celebrated in Germany in the fall months? This October one Fest. there you go. That one that one speaks for itself. You know, back on back on track. Here we go. We're back. We're back. Four We're six, back. Four six. Uh question number seven, another multiple choice question here. Oh, good. Uh pumpkins grow on how many of the seven continents? <laughs> A four, B, five, c six, and d seven. Can't be seven. They can't grow in Antarctica.
0: I I can guarantee that pumpkins can't grow. Well, I guess they could if they had like greenhouses down there. But I'm assuming it's a naturally growing process.
1: I yeah, I do believe that this, um, this question was a naturally thing.
0: So, I mean, how do pumpkins even grow? You just plant the seed, and then they make vines.
1: So and I guess anywhere the where there's it. fertile enough soil, you probably could. I guess I'll have to go with six correct I got this one wrong I said five uh, it's on six continents except for Antarctica pumpkins can grow um all right so what are you what are you now five or seven yeah oh you are ripping through this uh question number eight <clears throat> what percent of a pumpkin is water uh 80 to 90 percent a B 60 to 70 percent C 40 to 50 percent. And D, less than 20%. Did you get this one?
0: Uh, I did. That's impressive. (coughs) Was it a guess?
1: Yes. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to have to go with B. Wrong. It is A. No. 80% to 90%. That's a watermelon. Right? (laughs) That's not a pumpkin. No pumpkin is made of that much water. (laughs) If it's made of that much water, it's no longer a solid, okay? Yeah, exactly. like... (laughs) what i don't know okay it's a thing apparently um all right you got two more questions you got five right can you do it can, <laughs> no you, can you do it all right question number nine viewing and photographing autumn leaves that have changed colors is called and this is not multiple choice what?
0: No I got it wrong way. too. No I said, I said, I said fall choice. photo. By the way, no so way,
1: like... this is a joy. I shit you not, not multiple What?
0: Uh, photographing ch- leaves changing. It's I feel a like two, it's one it's of those things...
1: two-word term. It's a two-word. term. I feel
0: like it's one of those things where you're going to say it, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have heard it before, but I'm gonna have had no idea. See, I um, never heard it before. Okay, let's go with you're taking pictures of the leaves changing color. Correct. Um whew.
1: I don't even know. Um it's two words. I guess fall photo if it helps.
0: See, I'm thinking like autumnal something. Um
1: better than I guess tell you that uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie the actual phrase is kind of creepy. The more you think about it,
0: I, yeah I guess I just gotta go with like autumnal photography or something, because I know I have no idea what this is.
1: See, that's a way better term, I think. Apparently, <clears throat> it is called leaf peeping. <laughs> Tell that, me that's not the weirdest damn thing. Hey, heard. you wanna <laughs> go uh,
0: grab a drink after work? <laughs> no, I gotta go peep it some leaves. No, so I, gotta I gotta go <laughs> leaf
1: peeping, man. I gotta leaf peep. It's leaf peeping, it's leaf peeping season, I got things to do. <laughs> And you know, my favorite thing about this question is that question number 10 directly associates with leaf peeping. Question number 10 in the United States, the activity from question number nine is most popular in what part of the country? Now, this is the sixth one I got right. And it was a total guess, but it is multiple choice. So A, New England, B, the Pacific Northwest, C, the Southwest. Or D, the Midwest. That's easy. Uh, you England. got five right. It's easy. New England. Yep. Correct. Yeah, a, New there's England.
0: Just too much, there's just too much stuff going on with Vermont and Connecticut and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. There's way too much.
1: Like, I know those weirdos leaf peep, okay? I know that for a fact. They're all leaf peepers up in, up <laughs> in New England. So, uh, so there's a, I have a coworker who is from Vermont who was like, oh, that's an easy question. And I was like, easy question. It, is it? So who? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, you never heard of leaf peeping? And I was like, since when? Is Why that is he a called thing? That? <laughs> and that's when I found out that most of the United States doesn't know what Mischief Night is. Can't we just call it like foliage photography or something? Right. <laughs> or autumnal photography. That sounds yeah. very official, and I like it. Leaf peeping. <laughs> leaf peeping is what we, what we went with. <laughs> what the hell are you guys doing up in New England, man? What is going on up there? I don't know if they know. I <laughs> like. What is happening? Why would you call it that? That's so weird. And then also to my coworker who put this together, a thank you. It was kind of fun. B you got to make that a multiple choice question. There is no way any of us know what that is. There's no way. And you can't just associate (laughs) the question number 10 with something. We don't know. You're just begging for us to get it all wrong. Yeah. Uh, So it looks like we got the same ones wrong. Um, So, you know, that's, you can hold on to that, I guess. Uh, I don't <laughs> know if that's going to make you feel any better. Um, but hey. It doesn't make me feel worse. <clears throat> that's true. Well, I guess we didn't get all of them wrong uh, or all the ones that we got right at the same time because you had the continents one wrong or right, and I had yeah. that one wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had the the water percentage one right, and you got that one wrong. Just but out the- of
0: curiosity, what what continent did you think pumpkins didn't grow on?
1: I thought, like, maybe there was some weird shit going on in Russia where, like, it just wasn't possible. Or I guess, like, Asia. That I was going to say, you know, yeah. Russia's not a country. Yeah, like, but, you know, it's it's a lot of Asia, Russia, you know, yeah. like, it's the most of it. Um, China and Russia. I didn't know if there's some weird shit going on where, you know, it, it just couldn't grow out there. Or My logic
0: uh, totally go. could have backfired on me, but thankfully it didn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, I heard your logic and I was like, wow, he's actually going to get this, isn't he? he? He makes a lot of stuff <laughs> right now. You almost talked yourself out of it, though. You're like, if there's a greenhouse, I was like, Rick, don't do this to yourself. Don't do it. You don't want this. I figured it might
0: be a trick question where it's like, nope, there's greenhouses in Antarctica. They grow up there.
1: <laughs> yeah, because they, because that's what they're really focusing on in Antarctica. The study of pumpkins. You know what? They wouldn't make it because they're mostly water. It's going to freeze. Okay? <laughs> it's just going to be frozen. <laughs> That it's just so much I just learned about pumpkins I didn't know I I wanted to know but at the same time didn't want to. Kind of makes me uncomfortable knowing that they're that much water. How is it that much water? How? There's seeds in it. (laughs) The seeds make up most of the pumpkin. Those are not water.
0: Makes it like air makes up most of it too. Like right, it's the middle is just hollow.
1: (laughs) It is hollow. Where's the water? <laughs> Where are the other? <laughs> Where are the other? In the pumpkins. In the pumpkins. In the pumpkins. All Roger. That's right. <laughs> not random. Oh,
0: God. All it's right. off the rails.
1: All right, folks. As always, thank you so much for listening to this episode of On the Power pa- uh, Not, the fucking- not on the Power the <laughs> Not on the Power Play. From the tips. Oh, man, uh, we hope that all of the, the pumpkin talk has just absolutely brightened your fall mood as the weather gets colder and the sun goes away much earlier. Hopefully we can have some fun here in fall. Uh, Thanksgiving, that's that's our next Great holiday. Fall, We're Great already fall, through Halloween. It is Thanksgiving time. For those of you that start listening to Christmas music right now, stop. You're a psychopath. Stop doing it. It's, it you got to wait till after Thanksgiving. At the Thanksgiving dinner table, it is acceptable. Yes, that is acceptable. That is fine. And then after the fact, whatever you want to do, not before. Mm -hmm. I refuse to believe it. But anyways, if you are one of those people and you're still listening to this podcast, thank you. You're crazy, but thank you. Uh, And as always, you guys have been great. Thank you very much for listening. And go ahead and follow us on Instagram at from the tips underscore pod and on Twitter ftt underscore pod. Uh, Go ahead and follow both. Please follow the Twitter. We're trying to get some traction on there. Uh, And other than that, uh, thank you for listening, and we out. Thanks, guys. See you later.